When it comes to politics, yeah, I'm well past the tinfoil hat stage. I need a good helmet for the banging my head against the wall stage. The Kate Daly Show starts now. Ladies and gentlemen, the very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. We decided long ago that the dangers of excessive and unwarranted concealment of pertinent facts far outweighed the dangers which are cited to justify it. Great speech. Great speech. Um, I wish we could hear it daily. <laughs> Welcome to the Kate Daly Show. Today I'm going to do a deep dive, and uh, this is a special Friday show. And because of the 60th anniversary um, of his assassination, his sad, uh, very, very sad assassination, where I think the nation was told many, many lies in the narrative, um, personal opinion, that uh, I'm going to do a deep dive. I'm going to talk about things that are not normally discussed and that's always gets a little tricky, doesn't it? Um, people hold on. I think people hold on tightly to the stories we've been told. And boy, have we been told them over and over and over and over again. So no guests today. I'm just going to present some information to you. And, uh, and what, this is my hope because I think this is what's hard to do for most of us. We've been shown a story. We've been shown Camelot. We've been shown this story. And I'm going to talk a little bit about Playboy. I'm going to talk a little bit about Marilyn Monroe. I'm going to talk about a little bit about Watergate, if I can get there, and a little bit more about JFK that uh, most people don't talk about. But what's fascinating about this as us, for us as people, is that we have a tough time, I think, taking in a lot of new information and letting it just rest and say, okay, could that be true? Even though it's all, everything I'm going to talk about today is well-documented, and I mean some of it well-documented in the narrative, it's just not talked about a lot that I think it's going to surprise you a little bit. And then um, I'm going to bring a lot of things to the forefront too. But maybe it's a good idea today to, to erase a little bit of the emotion about the stories we're told and retold and retold. Maybe there's a reason we're retold stories so often. And uh, then look at, look at this with maybe some fresh eyes and some new information. Because I think, I think it'll be surprising to you <laughs> some of the things that um, I've dug up. Um, Okay, so what got me on this kick was actually kind of a, a, a little tip about Playboy and how Playboy was the CIA project. Um, it was more like a Rockefeller project, but a CIA project in the way that it was going to groom culture, in the way that it was going to change you and I. And boy, did it. In fact, I don't think people remember back in the beginnings a lot of things that it did that set it apart. And it was like, you know, I'm not even talking about the nudie photos. I'm talking about some of the other storylines that they did. There was a reason that it gained the traction. And there was a reason at a time in our society when when we had a little bit more of a moral society. It was it was accepted. And um so let me bring you back to Hugh Hefner for a moment, because I'm not going to spend a ton of time on Hugh, but I want to kind of introduce Marilyn in this story, because one of the things that I realized was that um, Marilyn Monroe made him famous, and this is a, an interesting part. So 
Hugh Hefner, he went to school and then at age 18, he joined the military. And that was 1944 to 46 as a U.S. Army writer for a military newspaper. Now, what's strange is they concentrate on that. He was at two different camps, Camp Adair in Salem, Oregon, and Camp Pickett in Virginia. Ironically, Blackstone, Virginia. And yes, that name comes up a lot. Blackstone. Blackrock, Blackstone, same thing. Okay. Same thing. Two companies. They like to confuse people with both names. Anyway, um, and so... um, he was there in Virginia, and he was actually getting sharpshooter awards. And this was a training ground for, for people going out into the theater of war. Interesting that we call it theater. Um, and, but he was, it was talked about that he wrote for the newspaper. And the newspaper only lasted three or four years. Okay, But this newspaper would be pivotal because they would talk about this as the precursor to Playboy. And also, he got a Bachelor of Arts in Psychology and a double minor in Creative Writing, okay? And so he goes, he goes from there, and he, he takes on this career as a, uh, like in 1952, he got a job as a copywriter for Esquire. And he was denied a $5 raise, they said, so he took out a mortgage loan, raised $8,000 from 45 investors, and then all of a sudden put out Playboy, which was at first going to be called Stag Party. But here it gets interesting. Um, the first issue was published in December 1953, and it featured Marilyn Monroe from a 1949 nude calendar shoot that she did under a, a fake name. And the first issue sold 5,000 copies. But what's fascinating is, number one, he bought a crypt next to her, by the way. Really infatuated with her. But the deal with Hugh Hefner was, how did he get the photos? You're a, you're a nothing guy, a copywriter for Esquire. By the way, in the military, they groomed a lot of people for writing for these types of things um, because they were really working for government, but they were put out and shoved out into um, like uh, Henry Luce, Time Magazine. You know, a lot of people worked for the agencies and were kind of groomed by military to work in media news and media, okay, and print media. So it's interesting, he got that job at, as, as a copywriter for Esquire. He, he didn't have to work his way into that. Just a side note. But how did he go from that to overnight obtaining these pictures of Marilyn Monroe that would have, could have, should have ruined her? Because at the time, anything was a scandal. You had an affair, it was a scandal. You did something, it was a scandal. And nudie photos? That would, that would break you in Hollywood at the time. But it didn't. And he got these pictures, and it launched this magazine. Okay? There had never been anything like this before. And um, what's interesting, too, is that it actually published some stories. The story called The Crooked Man in 1955 highlighted straight men being persecuted in a world where homosexuality was the norm. Kind of like the pig face episode from the Twilight Zone where the norm was the pig face and the human face was ugly. Kind of like that. So they turned, they turned the narrative around and made the straight guys being persecuted in a world where uh, everyone was gay. This was groundbreaking in 1955 and not something on the norm. This was definitely something that was really strange to do, okay? And, but he did it. And he didn't worry about his newspaper going under, and the people that invested in him didn't worry about that either. 
That was a pretty big storyline at the time. So there was more to Playboy. There was definitely more of a controlled um, project in Playboy to then change culture at the time, I do believe. After doing a lot of homework on this, um, he also introduced like all kinds of different narratives and themes like that. And he did things that were so edgy, it was kind of strange that he got away with it, okay? And, uh, and then also, he, uh, he sent Alex Haley, remember Alex Haley? To interview uh, George Lincoln Rockwell, American Nazi Party. Um, he just had a lot of access to people that people don't get. So how did he go from obscure little copyright editor to all of that? To access to the main people in Hollywood, Marlon Brando, um, um, you name it. You know, he was, he was doing all kinds of interviews. Well, how and why? It, ne- it never, well, it still doesn't make sense to me how his career flourished. Because had it not been for the Marilyn Monroe photos, you would not know this magazine. It would not have ever launched. But he got him at a time just as she was hitting her uh, peak of popularity. And it didn't hurt her, really. And obviously, his career exploded from this particular thing. So, at a time when Playboy shouldn't have been, Playboy was. And... uh, and by 1953, a year later, Marilyn skyrocketed. She was one of most uh, Hollywood's most, mar- most marketable Hollywood stars. So let's talk about Marilyn for a moment. Because when I, saw, when I saw that Playboy would only be here because of Marilyn, Marilyn is a very pivotal character, not only in this, but in the JFK story. And she seems to crop up everywhere. And I actually do think, you know, she was a sweet girl. I think that she was a sweet girl. I think that she got used a lot. Um, But I think that she, um, you know, from different accounts and looking in history, I think a lot of people that knew her would say she was a sweet girl. So this isn't isn't anything about her. It's just about how people are groomed, okay? So her father that she admitted to, her biological father, was, and I'll show you a picture of of her. Her biological father was Charles Stanley Gifford. Right. And uh, it was her mother's boss that worked at Consolidated Films, ironically, at the time of Marilyn's birth in 1926. Hmm. That's kind of interesting. He also owned Republic Pictures, American Record Corporation, Brunswick Record Corporation, American Tobacco Company. He's pretty hooked up. Okay. And, of course, she has a lot of names. Norma Jean Mortensen, Norma Jean Baker, Norma Jean Doherty. And um, in 1926, all the different bios say that she worked in a factory. But they don't say, usually, except in a couple of obscure places, was that it was a defense factory called Radio Plane Company. Okay? So whether you want to say Norma Jean Baker, Norma Jean Doherty, she was married at a young age, also discovered while working at Radio Plane Factory in 1945. Okay? Um... She was discovered by a photographer named David Conover. And David Conover was actually, um, worked for the agency. He was actually in intelligence. And that came out in a bio years, years later. But they say that it was some random, random person just taking photos at the plant, noticed her. And he said, oh, she had a smudge on her face. And her curly, extra curly, uh, curly ash blonde hair, which was actually brunette, but ash blonde hair, um, it would, you know, I just stopped, took a photo of her. She intrigued me. 
And I just somehow passed those photos along to a certain modeling agency. But I want to talk to you about that because there's more to that. And I want you to look at this picture of her. Okay. And look at it. If you're watching this on Lindell TV tonight, you can see this photo. This photo is very um, telling of who she really is compared to what we got later on. And, uh, but he said he was on assignment to take photos of working women at this factory. Okay. And how he thought she was going to be the next thing and passed her pictures along, took the time to pass her pictures along is kind of interesting as well. But I'm going to come right back. So there's more on this. And boy, it gets a lot deeper. Be right back. Kate Daly Show, katedalyradio.com, Deep Dive Friday. Be right back. Hey everyone, quick message here. I just wanted to tell you about uh, about something Birch Gold is doing over the next week. And you know, the reason I tell you to go to them is this is who I trust. There's a lot of people that come to me that want me to refer to them, to sell gold and silver to them or what have you. Nope, no way. This is who I trust. I trust Birch Gold. And this is why I talk about them on the air. And this is why I waited 13 years to talk about anyone on the air is I really wanted to make sure it was somebody I knew I could trust. This is why Ron Paul trusts them, Steve Bannon trusts them, a lot of people with a lot of money. And let me just tell you, they're very, very good at what they do, and they're very good at advice. They have a Black Friday event uh, from uh, March, (laughs) from November 17th to November uh, 24th, okay? And when you open a gold IRA and back it with gold, which might not cost you anything to do for every $10,000 you spend by December 22nd, Birch Gold is going to send you a free gold bar. And this is, you have to text Kate to 989898. Okay. That, that phone number 989898 to claim eligibility before Black Friday. All right. So Birch Gold can help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold for no money out of pocket and you still get the free gold bars. Isn't that amazing? For every 10000 you put into an account backed with gold, you're going to get a free gold bar. I just think that's kind of amazing. So take advantage of this. It is, um, it is uh, the 17th uh, through the 24th. Just make sure you go and do this. Text 989898 and text my name. All right? Really appreciate you doing that because I know you're going to get the information you need. Information's free. So this is just going to give you the info and then you can decide what to do. But it's some good advice for you. And I really like good advice. You know that. I do my homework. But this is who I trust most importantly. And I want to I want to stress that this is who I trust. These are the guys I trust. Thanks, you guys. Balance of nature, changing the world one life at a time. I was born in 1938. I'm still very active. I swim in Lake Michigan all summer long. But before I started taking Balance of Nature, I was dragging. And I thought, what is wrong with me? I'm not getting old. I refuse to get old. So I've been watching your ads all these, you know, for a couple of years or so. And finally I thought, oh, I'm going to give it a try. And I'm telling you, I feel like a different person. I really do. You can tell by how strong my voice is. Start your journey to better health with Balance of Nature. Call 1-800-246-8751 
or go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first preferred order. That's 1-800-246-8751. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this special offer by using discount. This is the Kate Daly show. I want to be loved by you just you nobody else but you I want to be loved by you alone boop boop doo All right you know the iconic song All right welcome back uh, the only people I trust in gold and silver, the only people I trust with IRAs and getting backed by gold and silver and putting your money somewhere where it's protected is Birch Gold. And uh, I waited a long time to be able to deal and find with the company that I knew was going to actually help you because I don't have any other reason to take on uh, sponsors on this show. But let me just tell you. This company is amazing, and Ron Paul talks about them a lot, so you'll probably see him talking about them quite a bit. But it's, um, it's a situation where right now you have opportunities to back your IRAs, to back your retirement with gold. So take advantage of it. Text 989898, that number, 9898. How easy? 989898. And text my name, Kate. And they'll give you some free information that you can look over. It's free. And moving your stuff to gold back can be free too. And that you can also get gold bars with their uh, Black Friday special right now that's going on. Take advantage of that. That's free gold bars. I mean, come on. <laughs> that's huge. Is anyone else offering you that? I don't think so. Um, so Birch Gold is, is that good. Um, and they've got wonderful articles every single day, by the way. I'm um, talking about where we're at currency-wise, and we'll be talking to them in, um, not next Tuesday, but the following, okay? And by the way, I have a huge, um, I have 20 shows, about 20 shows that are truth about, truth about this, truth about that shows, that will be um, at, on SoundCloud at katedallyradio.com. You can go check those out. They're special shows from the archives that I put together that will interest you. And you'll want to hear some of these things. And uh, you can listen to them while you're traveling or what have you, or just home. Um, but they're so fun to listen to. And so uh, you can go to SoundCloud and get those. And it's on the bottom of katedallyradio.com. So make sure and do that. Um, but that's my Thanksgiving gift to you. <laughs> so, okay. So it's, uh, it, it, gets, it gets really strange because the photographs of Marilyn Monroe were handed over and suddenly she was quit her job at the factory to pursue modeling. Now I want you to keep in mind when you look at this photo, this is how she showed up. Okay. Didn't even really have the makeup at the time that was put on later, but the, but this is how she showed up and she was short. <laughs> she was also a little bit on the thicker side, okay, for a model. And, um, you know, the average size in America now is, you know, size 10, size 12. But back then, I mean, it was a little thinner. But at the same time, um, she wasn't like model material. The agency she signed with was the Blue Book Modeling Agency and with Emmeline Snively. And Emmeline Snively, the reason I'm saying it like that is just because she's a really obscure character that remained in Marilyn's life. The whole time. Now, you guys know when you first get a job and you have a boss, you know, usually that's not the case. Usually it's you move on and you go to the next boss or whatever. But she stayed with her uh, for a long time. 
And the second that she met her, there's two different storylines. One storyline is we saw her and we, and Emmeline Snively says, and, and she was married at a young age. And we told her, uh, yeah, you're not, <laughs> you'll be lucky to get a job. The other storyline that's told is they saw through this on this picture. They saw through this homely girl and called her the next door girl, very next door. And they said, oh, she, we could just see her shining. We could just see her shining throughout. But what's really crazy is um, there was a cartilage implant put into her chin, which was done in 1950. They had to change her hair. Her hair was way too curly. Um, they had to straighten it. They, she had to go, she had to have, um, cosmetic surgery on the tip of her nose. <laughs> okay. Um, they had to change the color of her hair. All right. And they basically took this person and said, we have to do all this stuff to you, but you're going to be a superstar. Now we all know there's lots of beautiful women in the world. Okay, and a lot of them wanted to be in Hollywood. They all wanted to be in Hollywood. But why her? Why was she picked out of this defense plant? And why was she was she was the one where they said, "We're going to change everything about you, and then we're going to make you famous." You're short. You're on the heavier side. We have to change your hairline. You have a widow's peak. We have to take that away. We got to change the color of your hair. We got to straighten your hair. We got to do a chin implant. We got to change your complexion a little bit. We have to change everything about you. Everything. But but we see all this in you. Strange. Be right back. I have more. Kate Daly Show. KateDalyRadio.com. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and in light of the recent events, your continued support means everything to myself and my employees. To thank you for having the biggest sale ever on all my pillow bedding. Get my pillow bed sheets for as low as $29.98, a set of pillowcases for only $9.98. In this economy, instead of buying a new bed, rejuvenate your bed with a my pillow mattress topper for as low as $99.99. We also have blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles, like plush, waffle, or gossamer, for as low as $29.98. We even have pet blankets from small size to the ones for your car. Get huge discounts on duvets, quilts, down comforters, and so much more. So go to MyPillow.com or call that number on your screen, use your promo code, and you'll get huge discounts on all MyPillow bedding, including MyPillow bedsheets, for as low as $29.98. Get all your shopping in while quantities last. Please order now. Make sure and use the promo code KATE, K-A-T-E, and get those savings and help Truth in Radio. Thanks, you guys. Count code KATE. This is the Kate Daly Show. Do us. But I prefer a man who lives and gives expensive watching her in that iconic uh, pink dress boy she looks completely different (laughs) than when she started out uh it's not to say people can't make improvements but it was very strange in the beginning of marilyn monroe that immediately they knew exactly what they were going to do to her it wasn't like they put her out and people said well what you know we like this about her we don't like that about her she wasn't getting jobs i mean the, the, pretty much when she arrived on scene, 
they were pretty much going after exactly how she was going to look. And it was going to be completely different, even changing her name. Everything about her. Hmm. Crazy. All right. So going back, I just want to mention Balance of Nature. You know, I talk about this product because it actually works. It's actually really good. And uh, it's going to give you the health. You can give, give you your health back. And I, I really encourage you to take it. My whole family takes it. We love it. My kids won't go without it. And uh, that tells you a lot, doesn't it? When kids want to take something, that's huge. Um, because they can feel the difference. Focus is better. You know, sugar cravings are down. I mean, it really does its job. And it really does its job for your health. Balanceofnature.com. Code word is Kate. 35% off in free shipping. They'll ship it out immediately. It has a money-back guarantee. If you don't like it, send it back. But I think you're going to love it. Um, 31 fruits and vegetables a day. That's big. Okay, so I want to roll some tape for you. But um, so Emily Snively um, seems to be this this very, um, well, the Blue Book Agency. <laughs> the, Blue, the Blue Book Modeling Agency. Okay. Um, so they discovered her in 1939, right? And, uh, and then, um, of course she had, she said she had lots of files on her, lots and lots of files for somebody that she really didn't believe in very much, which is kind of interesting. Now I'm going to roll this tape for you. This was an, uh, an interview done and this was done the same month that Marilyn Monroe died. And I want you to detect, or I detected that there was little emotion coming from Evelyn Snively, who was said to be a very good friend of Marilyn's. I think that she was Marilyn's handler, CIA handler. Um, but I'll get into that in just a second. But listen to the lack of emotion just after her death. Very, very strange. Here we go. And Marilyn Monroe was not a likely candidate for the role of sex goddess. You could begin the story of her rise to that estate in a number of places, but perhaps as good a place as any is at the Blue Book Modeling School in Hollywood. Its proprietor, Miss Emmeline Snively, was Marilyn Monroe's first mentor. Well, she first was brought in by a photographer in August 1945. When she was working in a defense plant, she had been in a beauty contest, and this man had shot some test shots of her and thought she might make a good model and brought the... Okay, I want to stop it right there for a second. She was in a beauty contest, and they, and they did some test shots. Even though the guy said he just randomly went in and she was working and had a little smudge on her face and her hair up in a hanky and took a photo of her. That was not very complimentary and that's what sold her. But it's interesting, the story just keeps changing and changing and changing all throughout history. It's very weird. Here you go. And brought the Kodachromes in to show me. And what made you think then that she had the qualities which you would want as a model? Well, she was a clean, shining pleasant, expressive-faced little girl. Uh, we said the girl-next-door type. Mm. And um, she was wearing a little white dress. You wouldn't necessarily wear this on a photographic job, and it was as clean and white and ironed and shining as she was. But um, she had a great deal of expression, and um, she was very surprised, I believe, to be in the Ambassador Hotel where my office was. She looked at the board of of covered girls and said, oh, those girls are so pretty. But I thought what a wonderful little doll she would be on a cover someday. What did she look like when she first came to you, Miss Snively? Well, when she first came to us, she looked like the girl next door, as I said before, and she was in my casting directory that we get out of all the girls we represent and that go to modeling school. 
I have a picture here that you might be interested in seeing. She had what I call California blonde hair, which is darker in the winter and lighter in the summer because it's bleached on top. And it was really too curly. When she leaned over, it just stayed in the same uh, coiffure. It didn't mm. fall down as it should. So eventually, I talked her into it. And believe me, I had to talk her into anything that was not just natural and not just Norma Jean Doherty, which was her name then. She had to be talked into lightening it so that she was a blonde in the winter as well as in the summer. Interesting interview because there was three things that she mentioned. First of all, she wore the wrong dress, the wrong color. And so why, again, would you pick this person out of obscurity and say they're going to be the next big thing? Doesn't make any sense. The second thing is David Connolly runs right to Blue Book Model Agency at the Ambassador Hotel to show Emmeline Snively these photos. Why? How does he know her so well? The guy worked for the military. He was in intelligence, and it came out in later uh, biographies that he worked for intelligence. So why was he just randomly taking photos for the defense plant <laughs> to go and to say their advertising is really what the story was? But then he runs over and he has this relationship with Evelyn Snively, who, by the way, was an actress before she was the modeling person at the Ambassador Hotel in charge of this modeling agency to procure models. But I thought it was interesting. They never, ever explained the relationship between David Connolly and, and her. And uh, if they were both working in intelligence, now that makes sense. But at the time, and in, in history and in biographies, they've never answered that question. How did those photos get there? Strange. The other thing is the Ambassador Hotel was known as the hotel in Hollywood where all the dignitaries came and hung out, where a um, lot of stuff going on. And there was a reason Blue Book Modeling Agency was located right in the heart of where they had all these dignitaries, where Maine Hollywood actually uh, did their thing. There was a, there was a, um, they did, you know, music there. They did all kinds of things. They had a huge stage, but it was a, it was known as a CIA hub. So the modeling agency, again, in the side, this hub, strange. The other thing was, was, um, it was said in interviews with Snively that she, um, sent Marilyn away for classes to be trained in a whole lot of things for quite a while. And then she emerged from that training, ready to make all those changes, ready to do all of those things. That's a little strange, too. Um, but they never, ever said what the training was. And if you notice, again and again, in the, even in the interview, it was like the unlikely star, <laughs> the unlikely model, over and over and over again. Emmeline Snively, who I think was her handler, was also the person who introduced her into the movies, coincidentally. <laughs> dual role. I mean, this woman gets around, you know, she, she's the one that gets her into modeling. She's the one, because if you're going to sign a modeling contract, not necessarily the same as doing a TV contract. So Marilyn could have gone to anyone else, but she was the one that handled that as well and got her in, at least introduced her to all of these people. So it's kind of strange. And uh, Strasburg uh, acting Strasburg, that was all associated with Russia at the time too. So these pictures get there. She turns out to be this model, even though she has no experience, wears the wrong thing, has the wrong hair, has a widow's peak, needs a chin implant, needs a nose implant, <laughs> changes her complexion, um, straightens her hair, and then also changes her name. Okay. And then, of course, they had a whole team working on her. Hmm. Interesting.
And then, uh, so they started training her. And then they also say very little is known about the training years where she was trained. Nobody knows where she went. Nobody knows what happened with all of that. It was just sort of like the years of training. Strange. Okay. And uh, then they kept saying that Emmeline Snively was her model mom. And did you detect the lack of emotion? I thought that was really strange. Not a single tear, not a single worried look. In fact, in the interview, she's smiling the whole time talking about this, talking about uh, Marilyn Monroe, who was her close friend, they said. Hmm, Didn't seem to bother at all that the friend just, uh, I think, got murdered. But uh, anyway, so on Marilyn, it's interesting. When I come back, I want to discuss the possibility that she was an asset and that that's what she was to JFK. A lot of people think she was the lover of JFK. I disagree. Be right back, and I'll show you why. Kate Daly Show. KateDalyRadio.com. Deep Dive Friday. And by the way, we're not dead today. We're supposed to be dead today. (laughs) Be right back. This is the Kate Daly Show. Welcome back, Kate Daly Show. KateDalyRadio.com. You know, the deep dives are my favorite. If you want to ask me what kind of radio I like to do, it's the uh, going in and just doing some homework on the situation when it doesn't seem right. <laughs> and uh, this, These stories today really did not seem right to me, so I'm going to give you kind of a different perspective, and then you can do your own homework and your own research, but this is kind of where I'm going with these things. Uh, so I'll, I'll kind of tell you what I found, and then you can decipher um, what you want. That's how it works. Isn't that great? That's America. It's called free speech. <laughs> I like that. Um, all right, so please visit my sponsors, preparewithkate.com, get you into my Patriot Supply, which is awesome. Pre- go, but go to preparewithkate.com and then the show gets credit. And I thank you for that because it's amazing. Um, please get some things. And you know what? Great gifts, by the way, for Christmas. And Black Friday sales like crazy. And uh, if the lights go out like they were supposed to today, look, um, you just never know. Now that I think the rocket launches tomorrow, I, I, Elon's thing, who knows? But I'm just saying that be prepared for everything. And my Patriot Supply has the most killer deals right now. Um, also, uh, go to MyPillow.com and grab some sheets. They are amazing. And they're on a Black Friday special. So you can't go wrong there. They're, they're incredible. And they hold up well. Oh, my gosh. They wash perfectly. And I'm a betting freak. So I'm telling you that that's good. These products are amazing. And this is what I give as gifts, too. Um, all right. So let's go back uh, to, to Marilyn for just a moment. Um, if you noticed in the video with Emmeline Snively, she kept talking about her pleasant personality. <laughs> she was pleasant. Um, I'm sorry, but the, you know all they could say in history in the biographies was she would say, hello, everybody. And then everybody would answer, hello. And they, and they said there was something really special about her. <laughs> and I'm going... Was it that special or was she somebody that you could easily manipulate because she had a past that was um, her biological father was in film and um, she went from foster care to foster care. And a lot of people in that situation, not a lot, I shouldn't say a lot. That's not fair. There's people in that situation that end up in Hollywood, major influencers, and um, she could be manipulated 
And she worked at this defense factory, although they don't really readily admit that, by the way. They just say a factory. Why? Because they don't want you constantly thinking that she was with government all the time. That's why. Um, and so when I looked back on, on this, they also said that her knees locked. She had double-jointed knees. This is what Emily Snively said. She couldn't relax her hips. <clears throat> she couldn't do a fashion show to save her life. Um, and I'm still trying to figure out what they saw in her <laughs> because she was everything that um, you can't be as a model. Short, overweight, <laughs> uh, widow's peak that they wanted to get rid of. She didn't have the chin. She didn't have the nose. She didn't have the complexion. She also um, wore everything that was wrong, couldn't walk, knock kneed. <laughs> I'm sorry, what, what did they see? Unless they just saw somebody that they were going to turn into the character of Marilyn Monroe so that Marilyn Monroe could influence and be out there and be this, be this icon. But then you probably should ask at that moment, if you're a critical thinker, but what else? Why they go to all this trouble? Well, at the time, you know, they had this thing called the, um, I think it was called the 118. Uh, and um, this was this was at a time when, by the way, remember the Ambassador Hotel, because she was a constant there. And that's where everybody hung out. In World War II, all the servicemen hung out there, and, and it was a big, big deal. Um, but, uh, and it turned out a lot of stars. Uh, Judy Garland, uh, Bing Crosby, Nat King Cole, Dorothy Dangerous, all these ones, right? Also Marlene Dietrich, who was a known spy, who the FBI had a file on. A lot of people. So there was this uh, particular um, part of the military that was a branch of the military that a lot of the guys went into, because a lot of the guys have a record of working in the military for exactly two years, exactly, and then out. Strange, but okay. Not unheard of. Just, it's, it just seems they have all that in common. That's the one common denominator for most of them. And, uh, and also, um, it, it just, it just, the whole story of this, Marlene Dietrich, um, we had well-known people that used stars as um, conveyor belts for information, and they would go to countries, and then they would not be suspected, right? Because if you have a star land... You're not going to suspect that they're doing anything, right? You're not going to suspect that anything's going on, but straight up they're visiting for a movie. It was called the 18th AAF base unit, the motion picture unit. Um, in fact, Reagan was actually uh, a captain there. And um, they did a lot of the movies, propaganda movies. Uh, they did Clark Gable, William Holden, Alan Ladd. Uh, John Sturgis, uh, Ronald Reagan, transferred from the Calvary Reserve, was a captain in this unit, the motion picture unit. And um, he was a personal, uh, personnel officer and was responsible for maintaining personnel files. A lot, a lot of the stars have this in common at the time. So it wasn't unheard of to use stars in this way. And what's kind of fascinating is in the book Inheritance, which is one of those books you kind of must read, the Inheritance, wow, by Christopher and Michelle Fulton. They were actually going to come on the show today, um, but there was a hiccup. They couldn't come. So I, I just wanted to mention the book, The Inheritance, Poison Fruit of the JFK Assassination, because I tell people to read it. It's a fascinating, it's a fascinating account. But because uh, JFK wanted to out the CIA, now he was very Democrat, okay? He was kind of a moderate Republican today, but Democrat back then loved social, the socialism kind of bills and things like that. 
But there was something unique about him in that he, he, he saw the CIA getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and he wanted to out it. And this was probably one of the things, one of the major things that caused his death, death by CIA. Okay. Um, and, they, and he created this, this covert network of spies. And this is what it talks about in The Inheritance when it's trying to tell you the story, the real story of JFK. And they said civilians who would allow him to communicate with world leaders in private, people he knew and trusted um, from journalistic backgrounds, diplomatic corps in Hollywood, Hollywood, Marilyn Monroe. And he, would, he was able to gain secret intelligence that he couldn't have gotten any other way. And that in her famous role as Marilyn Monroe, her Russian codename was Masha. And she helped with secret communications regarding the president's efforts to end the Cold War. And she ultimately paid for it with her life. Now, you might say that this was a good thing that she was doing to end the Cold War. So does that mean that she was procured and designed and invented by the, by the CIA, okay, the early CIA at that time? to be a Marilyn Monroe, but that maybe she wanted to pass along different information and not the information that they wanted to be passed along. Could be. Is that what got her killed? Very interesting question, isn't it? Think about that. And she paid for it with her life. The CIA, the Pentagon, Washington's powerful, were outraged um, when Kennedy kept choosing women to come in and out of the, the White House. And the code had always been no outsiders, but the president's methods were working and it maybe could have been kind of brilliant. Interesting. So now I got to talk about JFK and some little known things about JFK that most people just aren't aware of that are registered as fact, but most people aren't aware of. I'll come right back. So now you have to stay with me to hear the rest of this, don't you? Be right back. Kate Daly Show, katedalyradio.com. 